Laid back, unwind. Lay back. Go to the rhythm, it'll soothe your mind. Soothe your mind. Throw some shade along the way. Oh, please behave. So I say, oh, oh, let's go, let's go. It's time to turn on your radio. Rounds will flow just so you just know. So you know. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in yet again to another episode of Kicking It with K Marie. I am your girl, your hostess with the mostest, K Marie. And I am so glad to be bringing you another great episode in our series, Starting Over. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the series. You know, last week we were talking about online dating and how to um, properly do it, you know, from our guest, uh, Kimberly Brooks, who is an online dating coach. And if, again, if you're hesitant or if you have tried online dating and it was like an epic fail, I talked to a few people. And I told them, I said, give it another try. You know, watch the episode. Um, Kim gave some good tips. And then we had Maria on. She gave her um, her journey, her successful journey. Um, and just watch that. And if you haven't watched it, because it might make you think twice about doing it. You never know who might be on the other side of that screen, right? All right. So we just want you to um, like, subscribe, and share our podcast and um, whatever streaming platform that you are listening to us on, because you know we are on every streaming platform, all except for Tidal. I haven't um, made that leap yet. I don't know. I might. Who knows? But every other platform, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those other ones, Pandora, um, we are on, and um, we're on Facebook, Kicking It With K Marie, on Instagram, Kicking It With K Marie Podcast, and um, that way you can look at the um, podcast as well, and um, you can see what the guests look like, and sometimes you you see things that you can't just you know hear, because you have to see it to believe it. So today is no different. We have another great episode and we're going to be talking about um, starting over and how it is um, correlates with organization. And I find that to be find that to be true. So without further ado, let me introduce today's guest. So today's guest is Jennifer Dubois. She is the owner and lead pro organizer with Organized by Jan D, a San Diego-based professional organizing service. Her mission is to help busy and overwhelmed women organize spaces in their homes and small businesses. She believes that being organized is is a form of self-care, as do I, and it is essential to your mental well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer. Hi, Hi. Jennifer. Hi, Kay. Hey, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, again, for joining us. And like I've said a few times, um, I've received a lot of my guests from Instagram. 
you know that's a that's a very uh that's a good place to um network and uh jennifer and i we you know follow each other i've been seeing um some of her um organizational um skills at work <laughs> and i'm just in her instagram is just so nice <laughs> you're so sweet thank you <laughs> and so like with i reached out to jennifer because as people may know um my situation uh, a few months ago you know i was on a track to um being married in september did not work out so hence this starting over series and one of the things that I've done and I found to be very um, cathartic and, and therapeutic is that my bedroom, I totally just changed it. I um, painted, I got it painted. I had carpet in there. I ripped, ripped up the carpet, got mm -hmm. some nice flooring in there. Um, no new mattress, new bed, everything, because I, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, and I, I'm glad when I read in your bio, you say you feel that um, being organized is a form of self-care mm -hmm. and a form of well-being as well. So can you just explain more about that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. It's such an honor. And I'm happy that you find what I have to share, you know, to be beneficial. So, yes. So when I think about self-care, I think about the things that you can do for yourself that has long lasting benefits that supports you in being your best self, whatever, however you define your best self to be. And as such, I find that anything that we own has energy. Mm. And it can either um, tap into, it can either affect us in a negative way or it can energize us. So I feel that living and working in places that are organized and are beautifully styled is essential to our, our mental well-being as such is essential for, for, um, for self-care. So um, self-care, a lot of times we think about like bubble baths and candles and mm -hmm. chocolate and things like that. And I don't want to negate the, the, the benefits from those things, but the results aren't long lasting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like exactly what you did, you went in and you gutted your, your bedroom environment. You took up the carpet, you got on your furniture and that those things that you did have a longer lasting effect. than if you had just done like say a bubble bath. So yeah, yes, <laughs> being organized, um, especially when we do it with intention, it helps to support us in being our best selves. And ultimately, that supports our mental well-being. That's kind of my philosophy. I like that. So what made you get into um, organizing? Were you always um, like that growing up as a child? What did you always like put your toys in, you know, <laughs> legally back where they were? Or how did that all originate? First of all, I want to start by defining what organized is. It's not necessarily how things are aligned. Mm. It's just fundamentally speaking, it's just having systems in place for you to find what you need when you need them. Oh. That's it. That's kind of where we, we start. Everything that we do above that is an added benefit. Like you said, aligning things in perfect order or using containers and bins and things like that. So 
my story, how I became a professional organizer. So I am a registered nurse um, and I work, and so obviously, you know, nursing, the profession is a very stressful yes. job. It's a very stressful industry because you, it's one of the professions where you use all of your skills and you also use your being to serve mm -hmm. your patients, right? Mm -hmm. So um, just kind of looking at my colleagues and looking at myself, I realized that in order for us to, to sustain and have longevity in our professions, we would have to care for ourselves. So I went on a journey to decide what can I do to support my colleagues in better caring for themselves. I, and I came to the term, you know, self-care. I looked at maybe I could do a retreat where they could come and they can have a weekend away. Or maybe I could do, maybe I could sell care baskets. And I looked at all these different ways that I can introduce the concept of self-care to these very stressed out working individuals, but none of it really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So I got frustrated. I was like, what am I going to do? Because everything that I do, I try to do it with intention. Okay. So I did a brain dump and I wrote on a piece of paper with no, I had no idea what was going to come of it, but all the things that ignite my soul, right? Caring for people, managing a household, beautiful aesthetics, all these things. And they, at first glance, none of it connected. But then it dawned on me, it, it all kind of, I don't know how it came together, but at some point I looked at these words on this paper and what I got from it was professional organizing because it marries all of those things. Mm -hmm. You're caring for yourself. You are managing your, your daily processes so that you're more efficient. Um, it can be beautiful. So all of those things kind of came together and that's how I became a professional order um, organizer. Come January will be my my two year anniversary in business. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So what do you find um, is the most difficult for people to help them stay like stay organized? Because you know um, a lot of sh these shows, like these hoarding type shows, mm -hmm. are very popular now, right? Yeah. So like. Before it gets to that point, <laughs> mm -hmm. what do you find is the most difficult um, thing for someone to um, prevent them from being having everything, you know, in, in uh, having a place for everything, a home for everything? And I don't know if my answer will, I don't think you're going to expect the answer that I'm going to give you. But I believe when we fail to start with our why, we don't have the buy-in. So you could do all the bins and the organizing and all of those things. And it's not going to stick because you don't know why you're doing it. You're not connected to your why. So you have to get clear on why you're doing it first and foremost. And I find that my clients that are most, the most successful, they get clear. And I help them do that. That's a part of my process. Mm -hmm. We get clear. We spend some time in identifying why are you doing this? Why is this important to you? And why is this important to you right now? So that's, that's what I find. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. The why, like the root yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I know sometimes when I give that answer, people are like, no, 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 but what about this? Is it the right bin or the right label? <laughs> right. I'm like, we could do all these things. We could do it. We could do mm -hmm. it, right? But if you want it to be sustained and if you want the longevity, we got to start, we got to have that conversation. We got to dig a little deep and try to find out why you want to get organized. Why did you get to this state in the first place? 
So all of those questions have to be answered first. And then we can kind of get to the bins and baskets and all the pretty things. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you a fan of the show? And it escapes me um, on Netflix. <laughs> the um, the woman where, you know, like if this item brings you joy, you keep it. Or if it doesn't. So you, you subscribe to the same philosophy, right? I wouldn't say necessarily that I necessarily subscribe to that philosophy. I do understand. And what okay. I like about the Marie Kondo approach is that she um, really believes in honoring what we own, right? Honor it, thank it, kind of be intentional about everything that we own. So the inten intentionality behind her philosophy, I really connect with. Okay. My approach is more so begin with the person mm. than the thing, mm. you know? So... Again, but one of the things too, we are all different. So there's so many, there's even like the home edit. I don't know if you've seen the home edit where you go in and there was this whole, this, this TV transformation where you use all the bins and things and everything is sorted by color. There's that approach too. So as unique as we are as individuals, that's how unique um, all the different organizing approaches can be. So to answer your question, I don't necessarily subscribe to it. I do like her approach. I do like that she believes in the energy of things, but I like to start with the person first okay, and then the things. So what do you feel with, with your clients? Mm -hmm. What is the uh, most common um, issue that you see when you go to organize someone's home? So one of the most, let me just think about the most recent clients that I've had. So one of the, the most common things that I see is over owning Mm. Overconsumption, because you can be as organized as the best organizer in the world, but if you have too many things, that's too much to manage. So overconsumption, buying because it's it's self medication for whatever reason. You're not um, dealing with a loss or a transition or a change, and you know that you like the feeling of acquiring new things, whatever it does for you. So the over owning to me. If I would say, um, if I looked at all my clients over the past year, I think that would be the most common issue. Yeah, you know, and I, I kind of like, and I have taken on some of the aspects of the minimal minimalism, um, because we do, we 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 can have too much stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when I redid my um, linen closet, um, several years ago and it is i'm so proud of myself because it's still <laughs> it's still organized Good for you, yes. <laughs> it, woo, it was a hot mess and i was like i have to do something about this so you know mm -hmm. i'm just um looking at different um things on on youtube and all that and i ran across like minimalism and i was mm -hmm. like hmm because I had mm -hmm. like tons of towels, tons yes. of, the, you know, you don't need that much. <laughs> we don't, we really, really don't. Yeah, yeah. You really don't. So, yeah. so I get that. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about minimalism, the, that that lifestyle? Um, so it works for people. For a lot of people, it does work. For me, I like to call myself an essentialist. Mm. And what that is, is to where you have what is essential to support the, the, li the life that you want to live. Okay. Like I collect teapots, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I have maybe 10 teapots. So as a minimalist, that wouldn't be a part right. of my lifestyle because <laughs> how many teapots do you really need, right? right? 
but is essential for me because it brings me joy. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, essentialism is a middle ground be- between being a minimalist and over owning. You can own many of a certain category of things, but you're owning it with intention. Mm-hmm. And you're able to manage it in a way that it doesn't infringe on your time and your space. So that's kind of where I fall in that middle ground. Yeah. But I have friends. I have matter of fact, one of my dear um, colleagues, she's local. She lives in an Airstream. And I think she owns only total within the home. There's only 300 items. Wow. And whenever she buys something new, she's very intentional about removing something from her home. And it works for her. So, um, yeah, I feel like it does work for some people. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So how would so somebody's watching this, right? And yeah. they know that they need to get their life, as people would say. And they need to um, organize their living space. Mm-hmm. How would they first go about doing it? Because it can be overwhelming sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's like that could stop you. Oh, or, for sure. Or you know, um, or you can procrastinate because you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, all this stuff I have mm-hmm. to organize." It's yes, very yes, overwhelming. Yes, yes. So again, starting with defining your why, right? Mm-hmm. You know why you're doing it. That's step one. The second step is pick a small spot, whether it be you call them a, util- a junk drawer, but I call it a utility drawer. You pick your junk drawer. You just sit. You, you tune everything else out. You pick this one small spot and you focus on that spot. And as you go through the items, you, you're thinking, keep, toss, donate, right? Mm-hmm. So you have these categories of things. And as you take the first thing out, and I'm going to grab my, I'm at my desk, so I'll grab something. Like you have this pencil. Mm-hmm. Am I going to keep this pencil? And when you think about keeping this pencil, is it broken? Does it still have lead? Um, is it, if it was a food item, is it expired? So once you go through all the reasons why you think it's a valid item to keep, then you put it in the keep pile. And then you go back, you pick the other thing. Now here it is, I have a pen that's broken. So this is going to go to the trash. So you literally, you take your time, put on some good music, and you just <laughs> item by item go through and connect with it and decide if you're gonna keep it, toss it or donate it, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you've gone through the space, all the items that you're gonna keep, we're gonna put those aside. The items that you're gonna toss, you're gonna toss it right away. You're not gonna wait, you're just gonna get it in the trash. The items that you're gonna donate or gift or give to someone else, you take those items and you donate them right away. And you come back to the space with all the items that you wanna keep. So now I've decided I'm gonna keep this mask and this pencil. Great. No, this mask. I'm going to keep it, but does it make sense to keep it here? Mm. So you find this mask and you give it a home within your home. I'm going to keep this mask, but it doesn't make sense to keep this mask in my utility or my junk drawer, but I'm going to keep it next to my bed, whatever, wherever you're going to determine to be the mm-hmm. home for all of your masks. And this is now where this item will live. And then you have to respect its home. I always tell my kids and they think it's funny, but at night, everybody must go home. So all of your items must, must go to their home. So you determine that you're going to keep your masks by your bed on a hook. Then all of your masks must live by your bed on a hook. 
You see? And mm -hmm. then now you have the items that you're going to keep that would make sense to be kept in that drawer. And then you just keep them in the drawer. And it, that's a very fundamental approach, but that's essentially where we start, right? And mm -hmm. later on, once you've now tackled multiple spaces, you can then start thinking about bins and labels and getting all fancy. Right. But to get to the, fun, the fundamental of it, all, fundamentals of it all, you just got to determine which of these items you're going to keep, which of these items are going to leave your home. And then of the items you're going to keep, where am I going to keep them? Okay. And then you do that. You just kind of do that step by step, place by place. The reason I believe that you should start with a small space is because we're human and we need that quick win. It's a game, right? Yeah. You go through, you're like doing the space and it's been eight hours. You don't see any progress. You're going to give up. You're going to get discouraged. Mm -hmm. You know, we want, want when we're starting and like me, I exercise is my, is my pain point. I don't do it often enough, but when I do, I like to wear my Apple watch and I like to go on a quick walk so I can get that quick win. Like I felt like I did something mm -hmm. and that would then motivate me to then walk longer the next day or maybe start running. So it's that quick win and you get that quick win by first tackling a simple, small space. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay, so what about this for my viewers that mm -hmm. have um, children? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of parents, mothers, fathers, um, they seem to think like, oh my gosh, my house is always messy because, you know, I have the kids and I'm doing this and that. So for those who have like kids, how can, what's, what's, what's a good tip for them to keep their spaces organized? Again, I will have to go back to that over-owning. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go to some of these toy rooms and there's like so many toys and your kid isn't playing with any of them because they're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed, they're overwhelmed, mm. right? So again, over-owning, come down to the essentials. Um, so you do laundry every two weeks, just get 10, 10 underwear, that's it. They don't need 15, 25 just 10 underwear, get it to a place where they can manage. One of the first things that we have to do is we have to check our expectation because they're not adults, they're children, mm -hmm. and they're not going to neatly fold everything and put it in these neat, neat compartments. So you're going to have to check your expectation and give them a little bit of leeway to be who they are developmentally, but you're going to set them up for success. You're going to make sure that they're not owning too many things and everything that they own has a home. Because you know what one of the worst things we could tell our kids to do? Go clean your room. Because they're going to be like, what? That could mean so many different things, yeah. right? Like for, me, it, it, for me, it was putting everything like under my bed or in a closet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? But imagine that same scenario. So we're growing up, right? And yeah. our mom tells us to go clean our room. But we've already established that all shoes go here. Yes. All hats go here. It'll be easier for us to then clean our room. So not over-owning and creating homes for everything that, everything that the child has and then checking our expectations. So now, if you tell that kid, go clean their room and they put all their T-shirts in the drawer and the T-shirts aren't folded, you're going to got to let it go. You got to let it go. They don't have to fold the t-shirts. So long as the t-shirts are in the t-shirt drawer, mm. that's okay. That's a win. Okay. And as they get older, then you kind of, you know, then you can kind of be more, more, I guess, rigid or, yeah. or kind of give them more, more instruction as to how to fold. But relative to the child's age, you want to set them up for success by giving them systems that, that work. So, 
I like that. And a, a lot of people too, they think that, you know, it might be a little bit um, expensive to, you know, get all these bins mm -hmm. and, you know, like you have, I'm not going to call them out like this. They have stores specifically, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for yes. bins and containers and things. Yes. Um, um, so can you like, maybe like give some tips um, saying somebody that's on a budget um, oh, sure. where they can find, mm -hmm. find items. Yeah. So I believe in containment, the whole containers that we call in the organizing world, we call it containment mm -hmm. because containers serve as a boundary, right? We know like I have this container. I'm going to, I'm going to demonstrate in my drawer, right? I have this container for my pens. Mm -hmm. I know I cannot exceed this space. This is lim this is my limit. So I, that's why I like containment. However, you don't have to spend money. Matter of fact, I did a post maybe about a year or so ago where I showed how you can use boxes. Like I get my glasses every year and they come in these really cute boxes that mm -hmm. I feel like I don't I don't want to toss, right? I mean, but I keep I keep those boxes, but I put them to good use. I don't just yeah. keep them just because. Right. And I use them to organize my nightstand drawer. So it can be free. You can get shoe boxes that you can take your shoe cover and you can take the box and you have two containers right there. Mm -hmm. You can line the inside with gift paper or not. It'll be up to you depending on the aesthetic that you're looking for. Or you can even spray paint it all white. But literally, because if you go to that big box store, they sell shoe boxes. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> It is right? a box, yeah. it, so uh, the only difference is that it's painted or something. Yeah. So you could do the same thing. You could do the same thing. So you can go free. Um, but I do believe in containment um, because, like I said, they provide the guardrails to kind of help us stay, help the items stay contained. But you, I don't believe in items from the dollar store. I'll tell you why. Some of them maybe, but you you go to organize your products and the, the item is bending as you're trying to access it. That's, mm -hmm. that's not a good thing. So you want to get, you can go, I, I've gotten products in the dollar store, not an issue, mm -hmm. but you want to make sure that you're checking the quality. You're making mm -hmm. sure you're not getting the things that are flimsy. You want to yeah. get the things that are more solid, more sound, the goodwill. Um, but my favorite is like shoe boxes, product boxes. Okay. Shoe boxes. All right. I'm going to have to, mm -hmm. um, because you know, I'm always tossing them. Well, don't always. save them just because. There's, that's, yeah. that's the caveat. You, you want to save them just because. You want to save them with intention. You want to say, right. "I'm holding on to this because within the week, I'm going to use it in this specific way." You know, but um, yeah, it can get their box, their their storage containers that are like fifty, sixty dollars each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So how often would you s suggest that we um like revisit our um our spaces to keep them um organized? We call that a refresh. So it'd be up to you. It just depends. Um some systems I'm just I'll just use my house as an example. Okay. Some systems I've set up like that drawer I told you about. Mm -hmm. I set that up years ago and I've never had to refresh it. Now, my kitchen pantry, I've had to refresh because my boys grow. So at one point of, in their development, they use this type of food. So we had systems set up for this type of food. 
as they go, they're using different types of food. So I wouldn't say I have a hard and fast rule as to how often. Okay. Um, just know you want to do it periodically. You can set yourself on a seasonal schedule mm-hmm. to check things. As a matter of fact, there's one tip I like to give parents for of kids that are growing. Every year before school starts, purge all of their clothing. Before you head out to school shop, sit down with them, go through items that are their they don't like anymore, that are worn, that are torn, that are small. We want to purge those items and then go school shopping. And again, at Christmas time, if you, if you celebrate Christmas and you exchange gifts, just before the holidays will be a time to sit down with your kids and talk about purging their toys. Mm. So you can kind of give yourselves those types of, of, of marks in terms of a, a routine or a schedule, but there is no hard and fast because organizing and being organized is very, very individualized. Yeah. You just know that you do have to have points where you check in and make sure, you know, check into your systems, make sure that they're still working. And you do have to make sure that you're refreshing those systems for sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and lastly, um, like I said, I, I really believe that um, being organized really reflects like how your life is. And I, I really truly believe that once you get, like, say, your, your living space in order, mm-hmm. I think your life will also follow that same pattern. Do you, do you agree with that? So I believe that it will set the stage for you to have the momentum to then, because we do have to take action. It's not a quick fix. No, It's something, it will create the potential for growth, I believe, because it's clearing. You're clearing the space, you're clearing old memories, you're clearing stagnant energy. So you're creating the momentum within you, within your environment to then accomplish the next thing. Also too, owning all these things take up our time. Like we're spending a lot of time fixing, touching, tucking in and putting away. When you do less of that, you can then sit back and get clear and then you can do those things that you want to do. So I feel like it's not like an automatic thing where you get organized and all of a sudden your life is better, but I feel more so it creates the space or the Mm -hmm. potential and Mm -hmm. it ignites the momentum for you to then feel energized for lots of reasons because you feel like Obviously, the environment's more clear. There's more, um, the energy is better. And then two, especially if you have a hand in getting organized yourself, like you did it, like you said, you did your linen closet. Mm-hmm. Imagine how you, I couldn't imagine how you felt when you were done. You felt like, yeah, I did this. I could do the mm-hmm. next thing. So that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's setting you up with those wins. So you could then take that momentum and that energy to then apply for that job, start that business, leave that relationship. Mm-hmm. Say goodbye to that group of friends that drain you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's key because I find here's the opposite of what I, it's, if you think that you can get out there and accomplish those big things and reset your life and live in a, a cluttered environment, it's going to be more difficult. You're going to, while you're outside of your home, you're going to fit within, within that role and you're going to feel like you're accomplishing things. But every time you get back home, into that environment, you're going to get drained. Whether you know it consciously or subconsciously, it's going to drain you. So there's totally. definitely, yeah, there's definitely a correlation. I agree with you for sure. Yeah, yeah I totally believe that. <laughs> so like for, because um, you mentioned, you know, clutter. So for the most part, would mm-hmm. you say like somebody who's always finding themselves or their, their living space cluttered? You know, they can clean or have somebody clean, 
but then say a few months later, it's cluttered again. Now, would you say that that's because um, they don't have specific, and as you talked about earlier, homes for specific things? Or how, why do you think that people fall back into that? So a couple of things. They don't have the homes for, for those specific things. So they end up putting things wherever there is a space, right? Mm -hmm. And then two, um, it's mindset too. You know, I do have clients that we go in and we organize their entire home and then I have to go back to the refreshers. It takes a couple of times. Kind of like with me, like I was saying, with my exercising, right? I've had personal trainers before and I've had, yeah. I've done all the books and everything, but it's a, my mindset that needs to shift for me to do this thing consistently. So there's the environmental change and it also needs to be a mindset change that comes along with it. Yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. And before we before we leave, please tell everyone um, where they can find you. Oh, for sure. So organized by Jen D. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. My website is organizedbygendy.com. Now, if you go to my website and if you go to my Instagram and hit my profile, you'll see that I offer my strategies for getting any space organized as a free download. You can go ahead and download that. I call it my four D's to organizing. Mm -hmm. It kind of gives you the specific steps and the specific questions you can ask yourself as you embark on your organizing journey. That's wonderful. Free. Mm -hmm. so you did say free, right? Free, 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 free. Free. <laughs> this is the second, the second um, episode where the listeners um from our guests you get something free that they <laughs> offer so take advantage of that y'all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's free okay it's free. It's free. and it's i will have i will also have your um information um um on our sites as well and in mm -hmm. the description of this episode mm -hmm. Thank i will you so have much. that yeah Thank you so much. That was very enlightening. <laughs> I enjoyed my conversation with you. This is fun. I enjoyed it too. And uh, who knows? You you know, go ahead and start your own podcast and give your, your, your tips um, because this is really it's needed. It really is. Yeah, I felt I feel that, and yeah, it's trans it's transformative for sure. Yes, it's very transformative. And your podcast is needed to what you're offering because you you understand that when you are going through a transition, you have to, it affects so many aspects of your life and the guests that you, I was listening to one of the guests you had on the other day, I forgot what the topic was mm -hmm. and my mind just kind of blanked and I was like, this is so needed. You know, I've been married for 24 years, so I can't connect to that part of it personally, yeah. but I, I, I do understand loss and I do understand longing and changing. It's, it kind of affects your confidence and everything. So all the resources that you're offering to your listeners, I think that's such a gift, such a gem. Thank, Thank you for you that. Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you. I'm, I'm glad to be doing it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, I, I'm telling you, go flood Jen's um, Instagram and Facebook and I'm telling you, her she gives nice tips. Her Instagram is so pretty. It is really Thank pretty. You. You're so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, no, I keep saying that because you know, like some people's, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's organized. It's, it's real, it's real. <laughs> thank you. It really oh is. Thank so you that's so that's your gift indeed. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in um, to another episode. Don't forget to like, share and uh, subscribe um and like jen's um, um social media pages as well and go on her website and those in the um san diego 
um, area, get at Jen. I'll be happy to have you guys. Okay. (laughs) All right, you all. So next week, you do not want to miss the episode next week. I had a guest panel. I had three other people with me and we talked about some things. So you do not want to miss that. So thank you so much, everyone. And um, we will, I will see you next week. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up the radio. Just so you know, you're kicking it, okay? That's all I'm going to say. You're here now.